The Red Room Theater, Episode 90, Predator. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your hosts, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Marino. And every month we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. The one that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we're about the movie Predator. How it taught us that we don't have time to bleed. And if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> now listen, before we get into this incredible 1987 masterpiece... We have some listener mail for you today. Now, listen, if you want to send out, if you, as people tell us all the time that we listen to our podcast, driving around, walking, jogging, whatever they're doing, and they, people say they, they, they talk to us like they're, they're in the car with us. You, you get that a lot, Tony, that report? All the time. People like they yell at us. They we feel like they're at the table with us. Right. They, 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 you, we forget an actor or we name something wrong. You're yeah. yelling at us like, oh, it's this guy. Well, we had uh, some listener mail come in, and we want to encourage you. If you want to be in this listener mail segment, we'd love to have your responses. This is a good segment. I like it. It's a great segment. Uh, so you can email us at thebrothers at redrumtheater.com. Thebrothers at redrumthetray.com. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Amen. So, <laughs> so let's go ahead and read our uh, listener mail for, uh, for yeah, September. You want me to go into it? Go, let's do it. Are you, you got a bleep for me? Just Because just, I'm just, reading it the way it is. Okay, I'll bleep it out. Okay, so we have a very good friend <laughs> of the podcast. In my, in my phone, he is listed as Brother Vogel because he's just a great dude. He's hilarious. He's got uh, some cool stuff going on on Instagram and Facebook, and he's he's very funny, very knowledgeable guy. He's got a YouTube channel, right? Or is it, is it an Instagram channel? I think it's an Insta channel. Um, so we were talking about Q from Next Generation. This is this is months what, ago. What were we saying? I we just I just mentioned I was watching. I love Next Generation, and we said how he's one of the all time best villains. Okay. Yes. So. I get, <laughs> and this is after he tells me, you got to watch Sex Tuplets with Marlon Wayne. So I watch it. Aside from it being box office poison, there, I mean, there was some funny parts, but it's just, he wishes he could do the clumps, is what this is. He's not Eddie Murphy. But I mean, he's funny. He's cool. So aside from that garbage request. Brother Vogel, I get a text from him that says, by the way, Q isn't a villain, you dumb And then I don't know what this means, episode 50 Q&A, okay. But then he says, did you ever actually start Next Generation? Then he tells me he's a cosmic teacher ushering mankind into the beginning of the next evolution. So, I don't have much, I don't have a dog in this fight. <laughs> because I'm not a nerd like Adam and Ernesto. So, I'm going to turn this over to our next generation expert. What is your rebuttal to this? My rebuttal is very simple. <laughs> he quoted episode 50 Q&A, but here's the deal. Q is a villain. I'll give you three points why Q is a villain. <laughs> Point number one. Q is so mischievous. He, he is Loki. He is literally poking, he's poking at ants. He's a little kid with a magnifying glass burning the anthill. That's not an, a teacher for the sake of human evolution. <laughs> that is a jerk little brat kid is what he is. And hey, listen, first, he is such a mischievous little brat, the Q continuum kicks him out and sentences him to mortality, and he gets uh, exiled to the Enterprise. Two, he is such a mischievous little brat. He one time flicks the Enterprise into far reaches of space where the Enterprise meets the Borg. And the Borg is so taken with humanity, they set course to the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> and when they, they, the cube finally arrives and wipes out three quarters of the Federation fleet in a single battle. So that means like there's like 70,000 human deaths because Q was bored and threw a ship Far into Borg space. Listen, Borg. Listen, <laughs> Q. You are the biggest nerd I've ever met. Q is a. Listen, I'm not saying he's an antagonist, but listen, his role to Picard, 
at his best, yes, he's a teacher. But generally when he shows up, he is there to stick in. He's there to tip things over. He is there to poke the bear. That's what Q loves to do. Listen, rejected from his own family. Responsible for 70,000 human deaths at one of the worst days in Federation history. Two points. I'm not going to do three. Two points right there. Q is a villain. Give him a bonus third. I, I forgot what it was, dude. I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want Vogel on here live with us one day. So dude, YouTube I'm just saying. Go. It's going to be hilarious. I'm going to put out. Because Vogel knows his Star Trek. I here. know he does. And listen, Q, great villains are sympathetic. Great villains. Listen, okay. Now, if you want to talk to me about villains with something that I know, I would say, I would tell somebody, listen, you watch Devil's Rejects. They're not really villains. They're just victims of circumstance. But outside looking in, they are horrible people that murder and pillage and rape. And they are yeah. just <laughs> They're called antiheroes in movies like that. Yes. And you're cheering for them, but they're not heroic figures. No. Um, movies like Payback with Mel Gibson. He is a criminal. He's a, bad guy. he's a bad person, but he's in a world so bad, he's like the best of the. He's the yeah. most mortal of all the bad people in the movie. But, anyways. I am immortal. Q. Uh, listen, I'm not saying he's Darth Vader. I'm not saying he's Thanos. I'm just saying he definitely plays the antagonist on Next Generation, and literally the show begins and ends with him trying humanity, and he's got a dog in the fight. He enjoys watching humanity squirm. He is not benevolent. He is mischievous. He is Loki, the god of thunder, or the god of mischief. I say you can call him a villain, and it's okay. So, Vogel, that's my check to you, buddy. The, the ball's in your court. <laughs> All right, now, I'm going to tell you right now, Adam, <laughs> if you get me a response fast enough, It'll be our it next will episode. be on Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, thank you for the support. We love you. Oh. We are having a blast with this. Listen, I, listen. I love this. Listen, um, I love the fact that he keeps up on us so much that he sends us stuff like dude, this. Dude, listen, here's the deal. And you will be on an episode. We were on the edge. I was on the edge of ending the podcast because, honestly, financially, I, was, I couldn't afford it no more. Every year, I put out $200 a year, yeah. and, and that's not a lot, but there's other things, you know, just like we're trying to do a little advertisements here and there. So we put out to the patrons, can you guys support the show? Down an episode. And we said, if we get to 100 bucks a month, we will go back to two times a month. And guess what? Which is unreal that we used to do four episodes four? a month. Dude, it was, it, it's work. Tiring, bro. We, we work hard. Yes. You work 60 hours a week. I work 55. And we then we gotta take time to watch. I find out to watch the movie, write the script, get here and record. I gotta edit this bad boy, put it up to sneak in Spotify and mm-hmm. po- Apple Podcasts. Which I think Spotify is helping us huge. Dude, Spotify's great. It's so convenient. So I mean, with all that said, ev- everybody, every person who supports is, us is so greatly appreciated. We got a brand new one this month. My boy and uh, guitar player in my band, Predatory Lenders, Daniel Jenkins. Thank you so much for being the the newest. Merlin, you're the bass player in Predatory. You're also a patron. Dude, I love you guys. Thank you guys. I mean, people... Vogel, love you. Thank you. All you guys. We had a bass player from our church band tonight. Give us a dollar a month, dude. Yeah, Dom, man. Dom, we love you, dude. Dude, I'm saying, we ask just your patrons. We love you. Thank you for encouraging us. And if you're not a patron and you just listen and support, we love you too. Yeah, I mean, the patrons help us to know you give or if this comes out. You enjoy enjoy the work we're putting out. And you know what? People tell us this makes you laugh. Like, one guy told us he just enjoys hearing us be brothers. And you know what? I ho- there, there is a lot of love in this room. And I mm-hmm. hope some of this love lands in your lap, washes over your life, and it makes you laugh. Especially, so. there's tons of love when I got my hand in my pocket. Oh! You're so stupid. <laughs> okay. So, the predator. Now, we- let, me, let me tell you this right now. Talking about working and having to rewatch movies to get ready for the podcast. Let me tell you this right now from a person who hasn't seen The Predator in probably, because all the new ones that have come out, it's probably been 20 years. I mean, realistically, I was probably in high school when I watched this movie last. We watched it a bunch when we were real little. Um, They do not make action movies like this anymore. This was a pleasure to rewatch. I'm I forgot you. how just 
an unbelievable action movie looks. Listen, there's a reason Arnie is the great action star sorry, of our time. Sorry, Sly. Sorry, Dude, Van Damme. Sorry, seriously. Seagal. Arnie is king action star. Of the 80s and 90s. King. Even the one he put out with Johnny Knoxville was dope. It was really El, good. Guzman was in it. Dude, great. Arnie is, of our lifetime, the action superstar. And Good I, luck, Dwayne Johnson. You're not going to get Arnie status, dude. You're awesome. He's awesome. But he Dwayne doesn't have an Arnie movie. Mm-mm. Like, Predator came out June 12th, 1987. 1987. That's 32 years? John McTiernan Jeez. directed this. And John McTiernan, we know... Also directed Die Hard, one of the, the greatest what? action film of, of my lifetime. There's a there's one that's up there. Die Hard is Whee! literally, literally made my favorite action movie of all time. It's up there. And so as an 81% Rotten Tomatoes, Predator does. And this the plot of this movie is it seems so simple, but the execution's so powerful. It's um, a group did you of notice, commandos. Did you notice what term was used a lot? That led to the new batch of action movies? Expendables. Yes! Was used a lot. Your team's expendable. That's crazy. Because it's it's former military guys that are pretty much guerrilla warfare. They're yes. hired guns. They're hired guns. And they're, they're not, mercenaries. They're not murderers. They get hired to, I mean, obviously they're murderers, but they get hired to do missions that people cannot do. The rescue ops, basically. Yes, yes. So a group of uh, re- commandos. And these dudes are all gangsters, bro. Dude. Jeez. They head into the jungle to save a diplomat. Only well, to find they out. they get fed a line. Only to find, oh, they, they, they go to the jungle to find a diplomat. Only to be hunted by an alien killer. An alien hunter. That's the plot. It sounds like it, it could be stupid, but the movie's filmed. Like, it's 1987. And they film this, they, they do this movie with such sincerity and earnestness. It is, you meet your characters, and they're good characters. Yeah. You, you care about them, you like them, they're, they're over the top, a little stupid, but it's great. It's great. They go into the jungle, you see they're very, they're good at what they do. The world building is great, learning what is this creature out there with them. You get to see what it does, how it, you see how it sees. Dude, even when it, as a kid, I remember when it jumped to the Predator's vision, and you see that, like, heat vision? That was crazy when I was a kid. Bro, the fact that this is a futuristic, well, not futuristic, it's an alien from another dimension, and it shows how he gets here. Him and another, Opening shot, him and another Predator split off. So I don't know where the other one's going. Yeah. But... This dude has just super advanced technology at his fingertips. Um, he sees infrared. So essentially, if something doesn't have a heartbeat, he kind of can't see it. Um, the vision that they use from the Predator angle is awesome. His weapons are awesome. His, like, almost for the first hour, he's invisible, blending in with the jungle. What's crazy of this movie Looking is... Looking like Crystal Pepsi, bro. <laughs> What's crazy of this movie is they a lot of movies just like, it's a monster, it has teeth. This one, you don't know really where it comes from, but you know a little bit of... It, it's, a, it's a big game hunter. This thing is looking for challenges. And you, but it only need, it, it needs to be threatened. It, it wants to hunt things that can hurt it back. Yes. It wants the challenge of killing an animal that can kill it back. And I... Dude, I'm a, again, like you, I watched this probably again t- maybe six years ago. Hadn't seen it in 20 years, turned it on, and I sat there glued to my TV like, I can't believe how this movie just, the story is so good. The characters are so, I mean, I, I watched it again today, glued to the second screen. Loved every second of this movie. I loved, dude, I, at the end of the movie, when the Predator takes off his mask, Mm-hmm. It's such a it, it, and listen. The movie takes its time. He one thing at a time. Yeah, I didn't realize he was taking the gun off. Take the gun off. Now was he doing this because he wanted to fight him? He's like, you have shown such that skill. You're worthy. You're worthy of a hand to hand battle. He, yeah, he, he he tricked him. Like he <laughs> was crazy. he dude, he, 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 he's like you the got Predator me. was getting frustrated. You could visibly see him pouting, like pissed <laughs> off, dude. So he's like, you know what? 
because I'm a hunter and you are a good prey, I want to fight you man to man. I could just use my weapons, but you know what? I'm going to, I because you're so worthy, I'm going to fight you. Equal, man to man. And it, dude, it's just a great movie. If you've never seen, like, the Predator, this movie built a franchise. This movie was so good. They've been trying to get back to this film for 30 years. They've been trying. The last one was close. It was good. Like, so we had Predator. We had Predator 2 with... Uh, Danny Glover. Danny Glover, which is all right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't, a, a Predator in a major city in the middle of the gang war, it kind of worked. Yeah. Um, it's not as good as this one, but it's, it's all right. Um, thinking, then you have the Predator's Alien 1 and 2. Yeah. Ho- it's just boring movies. Boring movies. Then you have Predators. Which is the which was a watchable film, done by Robert Rodriguez. Now, which one was the one with Adrian Brody? That's Predators. Oh, this was dope. Lawrence that was Fishburne. A, that was dope. They just wake up falling in the air, falling, because yep. the, the Predators are populating a planet so they can hunt. That's kind. of, It was a fun movie. Yeah. Um. But then you had Predator, the Predator by Shane Black, who was in the first Predator. He plays Hawkins, yep. first guy to die. Yeah. Little skinny dude with. Big old glasses. Yep. Tells Telling it. perverted jokes. <laughs> Finally got Billy to laugh. Um, but, so, there have been, they, you know, Predator, I'm going to say this, is a better franchise than Terminator. No. I don't know. Because Terminator has two greats than all crap. Predator has one great, great, and three cool. Yeah. So, two greats beats three cool. I think two greats beats three cool. I think so. Well, when, it, when they're that great. Right. T2 is like, oh. T2 is worth Predator 2, Predators, and the Predator. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Okay. So, the cast. First of all, gotta give it up. You gotta give it up to Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's the biggest action star that we've ever seen. I used to think that Arnie and Stallone was like a, 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 it was like a, a boxing match that was close. It's, no, not. it's not. Stallone. Actually, did better drama than than he Arnie did. ever did. Stallone's actually got acting chops, dude. Listen, Rocky one acting all the Rocky series. Balboa, oh, oh my, my gosh, Rambo one is a dramatic film. It is, it is. When we tried to do Commando versus Rambo, we're like, these are not the same kind of movies. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize that Rocky Rambo one forgot that it is a character piece. Yeah. That's a PTSD. It's, it's studying the Vietnam He's trying War. trying to figure his life out after trying to make it in the real world. That's a sad movie. Real sad. Um, so Stallone, I like him. I like Demolition Man. I, love I like Cliffhanger. I like the way Stallone screams when he's running. Um, but Arnie, in movies like this, you see him, and he is killing it. Yeah, he's just a beast. He's huge. He's uh, In this one, he's witty. Like, he's... He's he's so into his character. You Dude, believe he's leading this team. Opening scene when we got the chopper and he's just chilling in there, in a cigar, it, just chomping on his cigar. Dude, <laughs> that's a man's man, right Dude, there. He is still in this movie. He's still really big. He's not Dude. commando big, but he's still those arms got to be what? I'd say twenty six. Um, those are huge he's arms. He's enormous. When he. Walked up to stinking um, Carl Weathers, and they slap wrists in the midair, which is one of the most manly greetings of all time. Which, by the way, another shout-out to our boy Adam Vogel. He's one of his favorite people in history, character actor, or characters, is Apollo Creed. Oh, man. So, I mean, this dude, Carl Weathers is on, he's not Apollo ripped, but he's ripped. He is strong, but he looks small compared looks to tiny Arnie. next to Arnie. Now, when you take Carl Weathers and you put him in his in his uh, tech vest with no shirt underneath, and he's taking the the Uzi and he's gonna go in by himself, he looks shredded, like action figure shredded. But you put him next to Arnie, and you're like, this dude's tiny. Dude, Arnie's just he's so big, he's so charismatic. He 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 is just a huge on screen persona, dude. That's a good way to say it. He's a huge on-screen persona. And you know what? The Rock does match him with charisma, I think. The oh, Rock the has... Rock, you fall in love with the Rock. He just bleeds charisma. But Arnie, in this movie, this is a R-rated film. This movie paces itself. And this is not R because of nudity. This is R because of straight violence and action. Yes. This is a movie that takes its time. Develop, it develops the adversary. It cares about the bad guy. The bad guy's not just like... The bad guy is hunting them from 
from from day from moment one. I can't imagine watching this in 1987 going, what am I watching? This is out of control. Did you know this movie, the the Predator itself, there's two shots early on when you see it in the jungle, and it's like the jungle's like, it's, it's, it's uh, when it kills Shane Black and drags him away. That's Jean-Claude Van Damme. The Predator? Yeah. In the suit? Yes. No, no, not in the suit, the invisible. Like, really? The silhouette? The silhouette. John Clyde was in this movie. He was cast. He did those first two scenes where he put, he'd stand there. They'd do like a, they'd shoot a shot. He'd move. They shoot a shot in order to do that effect of invisibility. And John Clyde was complaining. He wanted to. He didn't want to be in the suit. He didn't. He, he didn't want to. Uh, he wanted to use his ninja martial arts moves. So he the, was gonna be the whole predator the whole time. And he's complaining about it so much. They fired him and, and hired the. Kevin Peter Hall, that really big guy to be the Predator, and Predator needed to be big. He needed to be seven foot. He needed to foot. be way bigger than Arnold. Jean-Claude Van Damme's too small. He'd have been too, he's 5'6", dude. Him, he would have looked a small compared to the, if he was doing ninja moves, that would have been stupid. If he was doing flips, jumping up and down. Yeah, that dude's huge. He's huge. He played Harry and Harry and Anderson's. He played uh, Bigfoot. But, um, so Arnie, the guy is, an action superstar. He's an action superstar, and I, I love his work. Carl Weathers plays Dylan. Um, so you have Dutch, you have Dylan. Carl Weathers is good in this. Now, Carl Weathers is an old friend of Arnold. Right. They're, they're they know up, each other from back boys. in the day from the military. Um, Carl Weathers now is he's retired from what they do, and he's a CIA agent. That's right. So you can you could they're they're messing with him because they're saying he's pushing papers. He's an office guy now. So he did, doesn't have what he had. Right. So he hires these guys because he knows they're the team. This is like, put in perspective nowadays, when when Bruce Willis's character hires the Expendables. Right. And Because he wants to get a team full of old Gs that are just, you know they're going to get the job done. Right. He lies to them to get them out there. Arnold starts picking up on that real fast. Well, there was a team that went in before them that all died. And he, he got the tags. And he says, I know these guys. And their bodies were hanging and they were skinned. So you already know something's up. And Carl Weathers is sitting and, and And they're like, why is Carl Weathers with them? Right. Because he set the team out there and they all got smoked. So he wants to be there firsthand to see what's going right. on. So Jesse Ventura. Jesse the Body Ventura is in this film. He's a wrestler. I love him. Uh, Tony and I grew up. Uh, at a time when there wasn't a lot of channels, there was four channels, and on one of those channels, like every I don't know what day or week it was, was it Saturday? I have no idea. But wrestling would come on, and we'd watch. We watch a lot of wrestling, and the storyline would only be like one night a week. And nowadays, it's like three times a week. It's like yeah. Monday Night Raw, and there's all these different shows for wrestling. Um, the, the USA has it's crazy, but we watch wrestling. We I remember, I remember when when Hulk Macho Man were the number one team. I remember when they broke up over mm-hmm. Elizabeth because. Macho Man did a flying elbow, hit Elizabeth on accident, right? Someone mm. moved. Then Hulk carried her out. And then Macho Man got beat up by two guys. And then they, they became enemies. I remember when they fought at WrestleMania, it broke my heart. I was so yeah. sad. And we could never afford WrestleMania, so we had to watch it later in like the highlights. Mm. But um, one of the storylines, so we, so we watched WrestleMania. So we knew just Jesse the Body Ventura from wrestling. And he's in this movie, Cowboy Redneck. and uh, Just... Taking a big old bite of chaw, dude. That's nasty, dude. He ends up becoming the governor of Minnesota, right? Governor Ventura. And I love his arguments. I love his conspiracy theories. (laughs) He comes on Stern, and it's awesome. He wrote an autobiography, and guess what the name of his book he wrote was? Hmm. He wrote a book about his own life, his struggles, his successes, and the book is called I Ain't Got Time to Bleed. Shut up. I'm not lying. Is that the greatest name ever? It's amazing. Dude, That's incredible. He named his book after a line. Out of the, after one of the best lines in the whole movie. Legit. <laughs> but uh, you're hit. You're bleeding. You got time, time to, to do it? <laughs> dude, he's, he's a bad dude in this movie, dude. You got Shane Backus Hawk, Hawkins, who ends up going on to be a director, who's made some movies I like. He did Iron Man 3. He did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He did um, The Nice Guys, which you have not seen yet. No. With Gosling and a Crow. He did, he did Predator, The Predator. She might become a director. So he's still in uh, Hollywood. Hollywood, that's yeah. cool. You have Bill Duke is Mac. Billy. Oh, no. Okay, Bill Duke. Bill Duke is Mac. Bill Duke's dope. He was in Commando. He was in Commando. He's the guy that was like, this Green Beret is going to 
kick you away or something. I uh, eat green berets for, for breakfast. breakfast. Ah, and I'm hungry. <laughs> Dude, and then the whole scene, there's no music. <laughs> they go through the wall and a couple. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Bill Duke's a real military dude, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Then you have Sonny Landon as Billy. Billy is a G. He was in 48 Hours. He was a bad yes. guy in one of those. He was uh, something bear, big bear or something? Yes. Um, so he is a big, strong guy as well. Plays the Native American tracker in this. So you have the crew. They're all friends, and they're just being hunted by this, this, this monster one by one and being killed off. And... The, the kills are thoughtful. The, the action is, it's a, you're introduced to the alien first thing. You see the ship busting off. So you know your face is otherworldly. But when you get with the characters, you're like, what is this thing? What is it doing? And it's ratcheting up the tension little by little. You le- learn the rules little by little. And the way you discover the rules are really cool. Like they learn, don't test a gun. The reason they didn't kill you because you, you weren't armed. Yep, because you're not a threat. And... The, the creature they build, the predator creature, is a great... Because the thing is, as humanity, as humans, we are the top of the food chain. We hunt everything. Mm-hmm. We hunt rhinos and lions and elephants. We love killing stuff. But what if we met to like, like to kill us for fun? That's, that's a crazy thing. And here's the thing. You got a, a small group of some of the baddest dudes in the world, and they are getting picked off one by one by one thing out there. And it loves it. Which they know... After not too long out there, that this ain't no man. They they realize. What's his like, line? What's Billy's line? He says. He goes. I'm afraid. Oh, Billy, you ain't afraid of no man. Billy, you ain't afraid of no man. That ain't no man, and we're all gonna die. And he just walks away. And you're like, oh my, because he's the meanest, craziest looking dude ever. He's a big Indian looking dude. He's scary. What is the point of him cutting himself? I think it's some kind of because he, he has this like, Native American charm on his like he's always rubbing on it. Yeah, but he rips it off and throws it. He's like, I'm gonna die. This thing ain't gonna save me. Uh, I think it's just a warrior, like a way to show I'm not afraid of death. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and that thing, you didn't even see, you don't even see him die. You just hear the scream off. Watching it again, I didn't realize there is some bloody crap in this movie. Well, I, dude, why does the predator love skulls? It's it's trophies. Okay, dude, we, stu- yeah, we yeah, stuff yeah. bears and put sense. them on a wall. Makes sense. We have bear rugs. The bears smell the menstruation. That one scene though, when he he's got Billy up in the tree and he pulls the spine and the skull out, it's like, I'm when uh, Mac gets his head blown out, and then oh. Carl Weathers gets his arm blown up, and the it's and hold, the trigger, the trigger is down. still pulling. Dude, it's dude, dude. My my little boy comes downstairs today. I'm watching Predator. He comes downstairs and it's it's and they see it like he, they, I remember Carl was walking and then uh, Mac comes from behind. He's like, shh. Mm-hmm. And so I see, he, it. I see it. So Nesto's right here watching. And I'm like, get that. I'm like, Nesto, that thing's hunting them. And he's, he's a monster. He's going to kill them all. And they're going to try to fight him. So and I'm like, the, the scene's coming up where there's going to be bloody. Yeah. And I'm like, Nesto, you, gotta, you can't watch this. He goes, Daddy, this is awesome. And I'm like, Nesto, <laughs> you can't watch this. You got to go upstairs. <laughs> he, he was in. He saw a minute and saw the invisible. <laughs> he, saw the invisible <laughs> he saw the invisible monster. And he's like, I got him. Do they kill it? Dad, this is awesome. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm upstairs with mom, dude. But he was in, dude. If I showed him this movie, he would love it. But it's, a, it's too far. He'd love it, and then he'd be beating up Lena. <laughs> dude, I mean, that thing, when he, he gets his arm blown off, gets, goes to the other arm. He, oh, yeah, he's, 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 he's uh, going. He's, he's not trying. just dying. No. He's trying to fight it. But then he runs up on him, dude. Sticking crazy knife to him. In the air, guts him like yep. a fish, dude. It's nasty, dude. And you know what? If you're in this movie, going out like a G, go. I'm, I'm like, yeah, go out like a G. You ain't dude. going out peeing your pants and crazy screaming, crying. Oh my goodness! But this movie is bloody. Yeah, it is. It's great. And you think, how do you end? And, uh, movies have a hard time knowing how to end. How do you land the plane? I just what, what are I watching the other day? That the ending was What's kind of time in Hollywood. Nope. No, no, because that's when you leaned over and you said, please land this plane because it was so good. It, it, and he landed it. I watched a movie recently that had no real ending, and I was annoyed by it. But this movie, they've had the firefights. They've had, and the end is just old school, my wit versus you. And the, the Predator's smart. Remember when the Predator leads Arnie with his blood into that cave? Yeah. And it's waiting behind him? Yes. That, that was, a, was crazy. It, it like did a double blind on him. It knew you're hunting me. I'm still gonna hunt you, fool. Yep. And it's, dude, they were literally playing chess as killers trying to kill one another. And 
that's why it gets to a place where he's like, I respect you as a killer so much. Yep. I'm gonna fight you Taking this face gun to off. face. And as 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 the audience, we get a, we get to see what does it look like. And it's the it's, funniest <laughs> thing ever because in my mind, he hurt the predator's feelings because he's like, you ugly mother ever. <laughs> and the predator's like, <laughs> just ugly. Nasty. I love when he punches it. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's 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 just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you hit me. He's like. Narvel the Garthic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. There, there's our there's our no prize for the week. Okay, tell us where Narvel the Garthic comes from. Be the first to text that in, or uh, you know, Facebook that in, or email it in, and we get our no prize for the week. Okay, sweet. So, Gar- <laughs> Narvel the Garthic. <laughs> um, but that fight between Ed Predator and him at the end, he learns, okay, he sees heat, I'll cover myself in mud, and I'll, I, I can't use any weapons, I can't use any tripwires, I can see all that crap. It's, it's in technology. I'm doing mud and spears. He does a recurve bow. Makes a recurve bow out there in the jungle. And that fight, that was amazing how he did that. Dude, he's just using those, those cannons he's got to bend that, like, to recurve that bow. And he fights it, and dude, he has a good plan. What's unbelievable, I didn't realize that the, the predator finding the spikes was part of the plan. When it, at the very end, when it, it gets... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... To go, around. he's he's making him think he busted his his trap and goes but around he's setting a the trap. real traps up. On yes, the, dude, and he get. I, I thought I thought that's two hunters, dude. They they he out hunted him, and that's awesome. He actually beat the predator. Wasn't an accident. Wasn't a mistake. He at won. At first, I was like, dang it. You watch it. You're like he he saw you, and he's like he grabbing those spikes, yep. like, and he's just looking like oh you mother scratcher. Backs up, dude. That treeling on him. That's nasty. That tree would have wrecked, I mean, crushed his insides. That log coming down. That was messed up, dude. And he was just sitting there smoked. Eesh. You know, uh, Carl Weathers did an interview, and he said uh, this movie, he loved doing the movie, but one thing he was, didn't like was that Arnie loves cigars and told Carl Weathers, smoke it with me, dude. And Carl was like, nah, man, I used to be a boxer. I don't smoke. It's bad for my lungs. Said, Come on, smoke one cigar with me. So he does, and he loved it. So Arnie sent him a box, addicted? became a smoker, dude. <laughs> That's I, t- I tell you what right now, I've never been a smoker because my lungs are bad, but I love a, a good cigar. I love you don't the smell inhale of cigars. It's pretty the much smell. It's, it's the taste on your lips. It's the smell. People should get like the lip cancer off that crap though, man. I don't want to. Damn. <laughs> I don't want to get none of that crap. I want to smoke pipes. And she goes, "There's well, you ain't got no lips, cuz." <laughs> um, but the movie we're gushing about it. It's a fantastic film, bro. I mean, there's. There's not even that much depth. It was just a man's movie. Listen, <laughs> it's just a well-done actioneer with good characters, a like solid even, setting. Even, even these these guys, okay, Blaine and Mac, they're two killers. But there's a backstory of a beautiful friendship in there. And you feel it. You do, dude. They you get room to breathe. It, it gives you room to breathe on these characters. Dude, Mac, you feel because he... In the night, they get attacked, and he goes to killing something. It's that warthog. Yep. But in he's well, warthog in the middle of the night would be an animal. Are you kidding me? It had the big tusks and everything. Dude, dude. I got a buddy here in town who, who owns pigs, and he's got a big old boar. And uh, he um, threw the food out way far away. The boar went to eat. So he walked over, had a fix like a board in the fence. We walked over to the entrance, saw it was way, way far away, got in, tried fixing the fence. He's kneeling down, didn't hear the thing come up on him. No. Turned right before he knew it, it was on him, and it freaking put its tusk into the like behind the knee and pulled the, the this tusk up to his buttocks, ripped all that back muscle out of his leg, dude. What? That thing almost killed him. I would have killed it and ate it. Heck yes. That mo- I would have had spiral sliced ham and bacon, dude. Dude, he went to the hospital. That thankfully didn't tear any of the tendons out. It ripped through the muscle, but didn't. What a sneaky little turd. Dude, that thing got him. Thinking. And, Where that, was this at? This was a Fenton, dude. No, in Byron. I was in Byron. Oh my gosh, that mar- I would have tortured that dude, stinking thing. I mean, you're almost dead right then. That thing gets you. That board gets you. And he fought that board and killed the knife. He just stabbed he it. Killed just, it? Ugh, no, no, no. Um, uh, yeah, he did cute it. But uh, after he got back to the hospital, I would have got up in the hospital, got over my crutches, put the food down. He come out like ba bam, and had my butcher right there to cut him up and feed him. Yeah, dude. I would have had the butcher sitting there with a food truck. 
Oh. <laughs> Does it feed everybody for free? Dude, stinking thing, dude. He was Byron, feeding it. Love- I don't like the country, bro. I don't mess with the country. Dude, listen. Animals are animals still, dude. That's why I don't mess with them. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> I don't go camping. <laughs> I don't go to the farm. I don't even go to the apple orchard, bro. I don't earn the cider mill, dude. Oh, uh, you're like, there's so many bees out there. Shit. <laughs> That's why I go to the stout. Once <laughs> <laughs> donuts, I'm going to the gas station. Dude, the first time, only once. I've never hunted a deer in my life. I've never hunted. I've Man, never killed I ain't anything. I've never shot at nothing, dude. I, I've shot, I've shot at cans and bottles. That's it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I was uh, out in India, and there's no food where I was living because the Hindus don't eat the meat, and the Muslims can't eat cow because they think cows are sacred. So there's no meat. Well, my family, Indian family, said, hey, listen, you want some, some lamb? I'm like, oh, I would love some lamb. So they, we go out to a uh, uh, part of town where they're a uh, part of the, it's the area that sells sheep. So we go there, and we go to a guy, and the guy's sitting there on a stool, and there's a sheep tied to a fence post next to him. He's just sitting there chilling. Go up to him, they start talking in Telugu about you know, price for the, for the lamb. They're, they're bartering, coming to a price, gives them the sinking rupees. And the guy just uh, on the on this like bloody stump next to him, there's a knife stabbed. He just pulls it out. No, nope. grabs the lamb next to this. And I'm, I'm, Did he I'm, give it to you? I'm there, just kind of petting him and talking to him. And he just reaches over, takes the lamb, cuts its throat, bleeds it, grabs it, hangs it, cuts, pulls the skin off in like three motions, pulls the skin all off it, then shaves meat off the body into a plastic Ziploc bag, ties it all oh up, hands gosh. the bag. To my Indian father who gives it to me. And I'm like, this used to be in that living thing. Now it's, it's just meat in a bag. But you know what? I saw it die. And for a moment I thought, man, I just saw this thing go from life to death and into a baggie. For Fast my Fast as a mug. For my, for my enjoyment. And I went home and he tasted great. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was delicious. The shit you were eating over there. Oh, dude, it was great. So if, I, if, if, the, world, if, if, if the world ended and power went out and Kroger went away, I'd I'd kill what I had to kill and eat it. I mean, I would have if I'd figure it out. But um, Eesh. so uh, the movie's great. Uh, the ending is fantastic. The buildup's oh, fantastic. Man. The creature. The reason they've made the so many movies. The character development as they're all being picked off is fantastic. Man, it just the mo- the story. And you know what? There's no fat on it. There's no little no. dumb little side quests. You couldn't cut anything out of this movie. No, every part of this movie help it. it every part. Pushes the story forward. You know what's crazy? When they figure out how it's using the trees and figure out you can see, and they put the net on the ground, they're trying to fight it like Boy Scout style. And Arnie goes out there and like, ah, nothing. Like, he kind of gives. He walks out there looking. He's like, turns around like, ah, and it's right behind him, and the net catches him. That scene is gr- that was crazy because they, uh, what's it? Max set up a whole perimeter. If anything comes in there, we're gonna know about it. That mug was coming up on Arnie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it was like, like and the, it was in a scream too. Yeah, it screamed. It, it, it was like, like shit, <laughs> dude. And they, and they all see it for the first time. And they're like, we're fighting this. Yeah, they, oh they, yeah. They realize we are fighting something that's not human. That'd be some scary junk, especially the things those guys have seen. And now they're shitting their pants because they're like, seeing something that's not another man. That's no man. And we're all dead. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, dude. I get home. Uh, I went and saw a movie with a buddy the other day. I'm get, I get home late, like midnight, and uh, I get in. I lock. I check all the doors and windows. I, I, I'm so paranoid. I get home. I make sure look at the house. Make sure nothing look, looks broken. I come in, listen if I need movement. Lock everything up. Set the alarm. I just, you know, if someone's in my house and hurt my family, I'm like, I want to come in and kill them quick, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, real quick, you know? <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm ready to fight them and to send them to hell. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> just... After two great services tonight. Um, but, uh, so I'm going up the stairs, just ready to go to bed. And my bedroom's at the top of the stairs. So mm. you, the, top of, you know, the stairs go dead end of the wall, and to the, to the left, there's my bedroom. And to the right, there's halls of the kids. I'm almost up the stairs, dude, and all of a sudden, Lena walks out of my bedroom. Just fast, just, and dude, she scared the bejesus out of me, dude. She scared, like, I, I, I was like, ah! like I, I literally, <laughs> and she just smiled. I'm like, what are you doing away? She's like, my throat hurts. And I'm like, go to bed. She's like, okay. <laughs> it's, 
midnight, you just wander around the say, house. Well, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled <laughs> landscaping duty. <laughs> dude, she really scared me, dude. Dude, that's. Oh, man. Oh, I would have crapped my pants, dude. Dude, oh. But, um, <laughs> so uh, let's go to our Patreon. Listen, we already at the top of the show said patreon.com slash drum theater. Patreon.com. P A T R E O N. Patreon.com slash drum theater. We actually give us a dollar an episode. Dollar a month, okay? Starting this $2 month. $2 a month now. Starting this month. Uh, listen, we're going to two times a month. You've got to wait four weeks to get your brotherly love. Mm-hmm. You're getting the brothers every other week. So if you want to send in some emails, we can fight. <laughs> yeah. Two times a week. Whoa. <laughs> I was hauling out, sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, Steakin, listen. If you want to help us get to our next goal, you can. We, we cleared 100. Let's keep on going forward. If you enjoyed the show, give us a dollar a month. And listen, we mail out rewards for the, for the, new, for the newest patrons. There's rewards for giving money. We sent out things. We, we gave out some shirts today. We gave out some swag bags. We sent out stickers and buttons and all kinds of cool Red Rum gear. Get your, and we're working on our next Red Rum gear right now, our next T-shirt design. And uh, we'll get all that gear when it comes out probably uh, before Christmas, we'll get it out to you before Christmas for you guys. Thank you for supporting the show, for loving the show. You guys, you keep, you're the wind in our sails, dude. You're the wind in our sails, dude. You see Dom had already put the pin on his jacket. I saw him, dude. <laughs> it's awesome. So Love you, Dom. Patreon.com, become a patron, and we love you for it. So, raise us wrong, raise us right. Here we go. Raised us wrong, I ain't got time to bleed. It's a great line. It is, and especially if you're old school cavemen like us. Right, and, and, and listen, it's so masculine. I can't believe it. Yep, and it's all man, baby. It's it's manly man. <laughs> it listen, is all man. and growing up, I tell my kids this. I tell my kids when they go to school, don't let them see you bleed. Mm-hmm. And where does that come from? That's old it school. Comes from growing up with these crazy ass movies. That's where it comes it's, from. I'm, you're not lying, dude. Listen, I watched the movie Inside Out, and this little girl starts crying at school. And I literally, I was in the theater, I almost stood to leave. I'm like, I can't see this. Because in my mind, that's the one thing you don't do. You never cry at school. Because those kids will murder you for crying mm. at school. Um, that, that, that's true. That's Flint schools. I don't know how other schools are. But I think most schools are pretty mean to kids. All kids are mean, dude. Dude, brutal. Brutal. Kids are brutal. Um, <laughs> dude. Little shits. <laughs> I told the kids at dinner the other day. They're like, Dad, what would you do if some kids were bullying us at school? I'm like, oh, I, I'd, I'd beat their daddy's ass. That's what I said, dude. I'm like, I'm like, I'd go to their house. I'd meet their father and beat their father up in the front yard and tell the kid it was his fault. And the kids were just looking at me. And mom goes, he's joking, kids. And she looked at me like, you better not talk that trash in this house, dude. I was being stupid. But, dude, the kids were like, really, Dad? I'm like, no, kids, kids. Fighting's not the answer. <laughs> but listen. <laughs> Me and Dude. Henry have had this conversation. <laughs> Dude. About- Dude, if someone bullied Lena, if don't, some if some boys bullied Lena, I'm going to their house. Oh yeah, with me. <laughs> okay, well, here's, oh. the, here's the thing. We will in like you and I. I don't know how it happened. I guess it was fighting so much. Me and you fighting so much, and we have extremely high pain tolerances. It's crazy. Crazy. I've seen you take hits and walk through them. I'm like, that guy just gave you everything he had, opened your face up. I didn't see you blink when it happened. That's crazy, no, Tony. You know what's crazy is I know which fight you're talking about. While <laughs> he was opening me up, I was looking for an opening to switch positions. So it was the one that you and um, – The championship fight. You and uh, – Joe Harmon were watching. Yep. When Joe was like, dude, he can take a punch. <laughs> Ray Lopez was smoke, smoking me in the face. He had he had me mounted. He he hit me like three times where like my head was literally bouncing off the canvas. All while he didn't realize that I was going, uh, I had one leg wrapping his uh, ankle and I shot my right hand up under his left armpit and swept him and got top position. So he thought he was pounding me out, but I was changing positions because for some reason me and Ernesto have fire hydrant heads and can get hit. <laughs> Dude. Like, like hit. So 
the whole I ain't got time to bleed thing it really does hit home with us. Dude, we don't like we don't go to the doctor, we don't go to hospitals. No. We'll we'll walk around stupid hurt, not just it's not a big deal. It's stupid. I don't like the doctor, dude. No, people die there. <laughs> dude, tell us a story. Okay, so <laughs> I was at this house party. This is I think Angie and I are we even married? You two we... were dating. You're so stupid. And it was a real good friend of ours. From Aldo's, Mike Stark. <gasps> yes, it was. Well, I was at the bachelor party, and I, so I was, I wasn't standing up in the wedding, but I was a big part of the wedding. I was going. We were. It was the wedding was on a Saturday in the early afternoon, and then the, the reception was afterwards. Obviously, with an open bar. Night before, me and the guys from my heavy metal band, Eat Your Heart Out, had a show, and then we went to a house party with the boys from Signs of Collapse. And we we're just getting rowdy. Everybody's doing drugs and drinking and getting nuts. And so me and some of the guys in the kitchen were fighting and just being crazy. And I was out of my mind on substance. And somehow in the middle of this kitchen, I had somebody in the air I was wrestling with. And my leg ends up getting broken because me and this guy went down wrong angles. It was just, it was just a freak accident. So my legs, my left leg is the outside bone is snapped in half. That's disgusting. And I wake up on the living room floor. I knew it was, I knew it was broke. I knew it. <laughs> so I go, I, I, I hobble myself down to the car, drive on a home. Broken leg. On a broken leg. So I, dr- I drive home. My buddy Kane, he's a dude who loves comics and stuff. Real funny, cool dude. He is uh, really into like sports science and stuff, and he's got like. These ace bandages, and he, he's he's moving my leg around, and he like I'm sitting on the couch and I'm just like in pain. So I crack a beer at like nine thirty in the morning, and I'm this just guy actually knows stuff. This guy's yeah, yeah. This dude's he's studied uh, like personal training and sports science. And okay, so he he tells me to sit on the couch. So I'm sitting on the couch, I'm drinking a beer, and he's he's in my morning short, so he's got a hold of my leg. And he starts turning it left and right, like really little. And he looks up me and he goes, I feel the bone moving. Ooh. He's like, your legs broke. Ooh. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, Struckman's wedding's in three hours. So I, get, I shower up, standing on one leg. Have two, in the shower. Have two beer showers. <laughs> or two beers in the shower. I had a beer shower. Drive, managed to get dress clothes on. Which leg is broken? Left. Okay. Managed to get all the way to the to the the chapel. So Ernesto and Angie are there, and all you hear is this like hobble cane walk. Cane gave me one of his walking canes, so it's like a dit dit dit. And I come in and I look like I smell from the night before. Like I am like. Probably a big beard, longer hair. I was really skinny because I partied so much. Shuffling to a seat. Just broken leg, dude. <laughs> Broke in half. It's- I remember seeing Ernesto and Angie's heads come up, and they're looking at me. And I'm walking through the all the people sitting, and I'm just going to my chair. And the, the whole wedding party's up there, and I'm just like... I'm I'm just visibly in the most pain ever, <laughs> and being me, I don't. I, in my mind, in my dumbass mind, uh, just don't put a lot of weight on it. It'll heal itself. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I ain't got no insurance. I ain't, you know I'm just. I think I was uh, twenty. You guys were married because I think I was twenty two, twenty three. Okay, but it was. I mean, you guys were still in honeymoon phase. I remember you came up to me before, uh, as soon as the. the Ceremony was over, and you said, "What is going on, dude?" I said, "I broke my leg last night." And you're like, "We we gotta go to the hospital. We gotta go to um, the clinic or whatever, wherever we went, ambulatory." I said, "No, man, just get me to the reception, <laughs> get me to the open bar, and I can drink <laughs> this leg away. <laughs> just get me to alcohol, dude." So you and Angie, like, no reception for you. You put me in the car. You take me to the hot. You take me to the ambulatory. Where you called mom and she's on her way to meet us there. So I walk in, we walk in, 
I'm on a cane. We're walking. Um, the nurses and stuff, they're like, here, sit, sit in this wheelchair. Sit in the wheelchair. They x-ray me. They come out to mom. They say, I don't know what your son <laughs> is doing, but he walked in here on a broken leg. What is going on? And mom's just like, well, they're tough boys. <laughs> I had a bro- straight up broken leg. You did, dude. Broken half, dude. And I and I put as much weight as I could on the right leg and walked in that mug, dude. Oh. Dude, because I didn't have time to bleed. Dude, we do just stupid, no, stupid. Like I, your face, you and Angie's face was like, "What is happening, dude?" Because she just came in. I'm, just... I'm, I'm looking. I'm just give me the reception. Just get me there, dude. I, and just prop me up to the bar. Drop me up beside the jukebox. I blew my knee out. I blew the ACL out. Didn't go to the doctor for like two years. My mom would go, honey, are you sure? You seem like it's in pain a lot. I'm like, mom, if I popped the ACL, it would have hurt more. That's what I told her. And I finally go, and the doctor's like, he literally called me an idiot. He goes, he's like, your knee is destroyed. I'm like, oh, I, really? Why? He goes, you have no ACL. He goes, he goes, didn't you know it didn't work anymore? I'm like, why? Well, I, I remember something popped. And I just thought it would hurt more if it was really bad. <laughs> and he's just like, a look of just incredulity is on his face. Like, how can someone be as stupid as you are? But, uh, dude, I don't, to this day, I'll just, I got an infection in my finger right now. And it's all like full of pus and big and gross. You're nasty. And it's boy. like, it's hot to the touch. Yeah, well, I, got, I got you one better. I got three nuts. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just joking. But um, <laughs> like it's hot to the touch. It's gross looking, and it hurts. And I'm like, it'll get better. <laughs> and he goes, listen. That's how we it, think. She goes, if it turns a dark br- blue or black, you got it. Or if your fingernail turns a green. This is how people die. Infection <laughs> goes back in your body. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't it'll heal itself. It's fine. You're gonna wake up look like Toxic Avenger, dude. Dude. Um <laughs> But we are so dumb, we let serious things go because we don't want to deal with it. No. Because it, it, if it's gonna inconvenience our day, we don't wanna handle it, dude. And it can endure it for a well, while. I'll tell you what though, man, if so, if, if little Nesta or Lena or something got hurt, I'm taking him right to the emergency. Dude, dude. so fast. <laughs> like Nesta had a fever last night, I'm like, how hot is he? 100.3. I'm like, oh, that's really hot. She's like, 100.3, dang. And she's like, it's not hot. It's like, 104 is bad. I'm like, he's died 104. She's like, no, 104 is a fever. It's fine. I'm like, okay. But uh, it doesn't raise us wrong. Jesse Ventura, it's, it's a great line. It is. And it's the same mindset. It's the same mindset. I don't care. If my, I'm, you see what's going on here? That's the focus. Not the injuries that I'm not even worried about right now. Oof. That cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So raise this right. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Listen. It's not a good one. <laughs> Listen, look, it's the thing. I love that Arnie doesn't give up. He keeps on fighting it, trying to outthink it. I don't think he even realized that he outsmarted it when he, when he was on the beach in the mud. He did. Then he goes under the tree, and then he realizes he can't see me. He, it's actually, he, yep. he's, he's dead. He's like, it got me. It's going to kill me. It got me. Mm-hmm. And he realized, okay, I'm, I'm still going. It's man versus nature. He's out, muscled, outgunned. And you notice and he's, he's got not like giving that, up. He's got that arm spread, take me, I'm done. Lay, he just laid out under that tree, knows he's dead, and the thing can't see him. Then he realized, and the, wor- the worst is when he's, he's covered in mud, and then he falls into the water. I'm like, dang it. It all wash. And you see yep. it so many see it washing off his body. It's a great, what a great visual. I'm telling was, you, it, it looked, I'm like, this For is, 1987, they did a listen, hell of a job on this. They really filmed some guy jumping off that cliff into the water. Which is insane, because that was like 50 feet. I'm like, it's far away, and you can't, I don't, I don't get what Arnie, but Arnie threw that. But someone big, and I'm like, there's a guy that jumped off. Those, dude. But he, he fell far, dude. Yeah, he did. That was a great shot. Over the waterfall. I mean, that dude, he, that's crazy, dude. Um, a dude that big and bad is just like, oh, shit. Like, I, just, I, just, I, like... I, I love that he doesn't give up. He keeps on fighting that thing. So you got to do, man. I, mean, I, fought, I fought this boxer at, at college once, and he was a good boxer. And we go for our first exchange. I get a few good hits on him. 
and then he, dude, he was so fast. He caught me in the chin. Dude, I saw, it's like you hear, it's like, it, it's like you see bells. It really is a weird, when someone you rings your bell, I'm it's a you weird what, thing. When your bell gets rung, it's because you can't hear anything and your ears are ringing. It's crazy. I, there's a guy that I used to train with named Jeff Kugel. He used to be in, uh, a, I think a single A hockey player that was an enforcer. He wow. Was a goon. He was a legit goon. He was a Canadian newspaper. Missing any stuff. teeth? Missing any teeth or no? No, no. Okay. But he be, and then he, he transitions to fighting. So he went from MMA. He, you know who he knocked out? Who? And King of the Cage? Butterbean. No. Yeah. An he M- knocked an, out an Butterbean. MMA fight, he knocked him out with elbows on the ground. This dude was bad. That's incredible. Then he went from MMA to boxing, to pro boxing. This guy was 6'6", six, six, and he was at the, the heavyweight cutoff, 265. We used to box together, spar together. And I remember there was the first round. He hit me down the pipe. I mean, the bell just rang, dude. And he hits me straight down the pipe in the face. So hard that both hands instantly went numb. And I just remember thinking, I got over two and a half minutes left of this round that I have to get through now, and I can't feel my hands. And it was the scariest thing. He hit me so hard that, I, like, my hands went numb. Dude, it never happened to me before. I never dude. heard that in my life. It was crazy, dude. I was like, "Are they there? <laughs> like, like, can I throw them? Did they then, fall off?" Then, months later, when he was getting ready for his fight, he was in the fishbowl. So he was in the middle, and every uh, minute they'd call for a new guy to get in, fresh guy. Ooh, that's so brutal. now I was like third. And he's tired. And I remember after the, his training session, he just goes, Stinky Tony hit me with right hands at will. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's right, bitch. <laughs> like, but not, you ain't getting me first. <laughs> Dude, the guy hit me. And, and I, he, I, I don't know if I played it well. Isn't it crazy? Were you just here? I mean, I'm like, I'm, and I'm, my vision was off. He, he had, I was dead to rights. But apparently I didn't show it. Apparently I just, we, we exchanged the blows, backed up. He thought, oh man, I gave him something. It didn't hurt him. So he, he was like, Kept on circling me, gave me time to get my my, my feet back. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I ain't giving up. He just oh, when you he, clear the cowboys, he just good. he tagged he tagged me, he stunned me, he had me dead and didn't know. It. I'm like, okay, I got a chance, and I kept on going. Wait, you for know him. what? Though he's such a good boxer, you know what he realized that when people are hurt, they're dangerous. He could have jumped in to come get you, and you threw something crazy, just and, just out of sheer uh, survival instinct, caught him on the chin on the way in. He's sleeping. You do when you get when you get a fighter hurt, they're dangerous. So it's like you have to pick and choose what you're gonna do. But I'm saying uh, that guy was a better boxer than me, and we were we we're doing only one rounders because we we're just having fun. Different guys would get gloves on you. We want one pair of gloves, but I'm like I'm getting to this round. Like this guy's better than I am, stronger than I am, faster than I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through the distance. Because I I gotta for my own self. I gotta finish this, and I did, dude. Just you just if it bleeds, you can kill it. Find a way True to story, dude. find a way well, to. It's it's just like when Rocky cut the Russian. Yes, they're like he's cut. Like everybody's like, it doesn't matter that the Russian's been killing this guy. Where they think they're gonna bury this guy, he cut him, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, what, dude? dude we were playing. Uh, we, had, we had played a uh, we had an intramural football team in uh, college, which means it's just every floor plays every floor. You know what I'm saying? It's flag football, no big deal. But um, the line, you're allowed to go nuts in the line. So on the line, we would just, like, it was dirty. Dude. People would take, like, like, get you with their, like, like their knuckles in the eye. It was me on the mm-hmm. line, dude. Um, but there was a team. It was called the Married Couples. So it was like a team for every floor. And all the guys who lived off the campus were one team. They're all older dudes. They're all like 25 because they're, the, they're the seniors who are married. And they're one team, and they were dominant. No one the whole season ever scored on them. Not one time. No one held them to under 35 points. They just wrecked, rolled over everybody. So we had to play them the last game of the season. And uh, the whole school came to watch us because they wanted us to beat these guys because they were off campus, guys. I remember we're scared because they, they demolished everybody. And we're like, we got to take, we, we have to show these guys early. Were they big? Were they big guys? We're all, there's freshmen. We're, we're 18 to 22. They're all at 22. So they're all a little more mature, stronger than we are, you know? And there were some good athletes on their team, too. Some good athletes. So we're going to face them. And I remember the first, the first drive, they have the ball, and we stopped them. And they got no points that first drive. It's never happened. And we also were like, you know what? We stopped them. We stopped them once. We can do it again. Let's beat these fools out, and we beat them. And just that, that feeling of we stopped them. 
We caused them pain. We can win. And we won, and dude, it was a good victory, dude. Like, people cheering up on the rat. It, it was a good victory. It just, it just feels like something awesome, man. But, I love uh, that feeling, dude. Dude, it's overcoming an impossible ob- odds. It's just a great feeling, dude. Man. I got too many stories. I, you do have too many stories. Okay, so. If it's blades, we can kill it. Dang That's straight. It. That's it. Keep on. You keep on. Keep on going for it, dude. Keep They're, on trucking. And you know, I'm telling you, a silly one for this. My kids don't eat. They're not very good eaters. So the other day, I made some soup out of a chili's, you know, chili soup. Chunky soup. I what made a flavor I didn't like. I made it, put it in a bowl for lunch, sat down with the kids. like, like lean in that so I want you to know something. I hate this kind of soup. I'm like, what? I'm like, I hate this flavor. It tastes like barf to me. I'm like, really? I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. And I just ate the whole thing, talking to him about it. I just ate the whole thing. So I'm like, I can, I, can, I can kill this thing. I can eat this and not make a face. You're a stronger man than me, dude. I'd be like, I'd have sour beer face the whole time. I thought the kids, no, listen. Sometimes you eat things you don't like, it's okay. But if it bleeds, you can kill it, dude. Now listen. Redrum.threadless.com. We have three designs there for our T-shirts, okay? Redrum.threadless.com. You can find our Dang Gina T-shirt, our Raised by Movies Rocky T-shirt, and you can find our Red Rum Classic T-shirt. Three designs in in six different colors. Go and grab a T-shirt or a hoodie or whatever you want. Listen. It's almost hoodie listen, season, baby. Listen, we got Dang Gina coffee mugs, guys. Oh, they're good. Come night. on, they're Come on. nice, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for hoodie season, bro. Oh, hoodie season's the best. <laughs> um. So listen, go there, grab a T-shirt. Love life. Now, how much are the T-shirts? Uh, I think they're like twelve bucks. Word. Word. Sweet. Okay, so we're not coming back next month. We're coming back in two weeks, everybody. Yes, we are. And because Deuce. we made you a promise that if you guys got us over $100, we were going to do both Arnold movies for this month. What? So in two weeks, we're watching the also classic, inimitable, franchise-starting, Arnold-starring Terminator. Inimitable. Inimitable. Is that a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> it means you can't imitate it. Inimitable? Yeah, it's like... Inigo Montoya? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me just say, I started Terminator. I'll finish it tonight. Where did 80s action go? Wow. Dude, Arnie, you're my king of action. You're my king, dude. You're You're such a good action star. Him and Jesse the body were sticking governors, bro. That's crazy. That's, that's the predator that's movie. Gangsters. Two pre- two governors, bro. Two muscle bound monsters. Vote for Jesse for president, bro. We're both political leaders in our country. That's incredible. Dude. Two two governors and one golf pro. <laughs> 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 You it's know, all in the hips. <laughs> you know that Chubbs is in the new Disney Plus TV series, The Mandalorian? Good. Carl Weathers plays a Star Wars character in the new Star Wars TV show. What? Directed by John Favre. It's I'm gonna, in. It's going to be great, dude. I'm in. It looks beautiful, dude. It's beautiful, boss. Okay. You listen to the podcast on the iTunes Podcast Store or on Spotify, because Spotify's awesome. If Spotify's sh- badass. If you like the show, leave a review. You can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. Subscribe theater. You can follow us on fa- uh, Facebook as well. We're both on Facebook, Love and Life. I'm Ernesto MLNEs. You're, do you know your Facebook.com? Yeah, Antonio J. Marino. Oh, dang. You follow us on Facebook. We're both uh, there being loud and stupid. Um, Let me give you a freebie. Anybody who listens to us on Spotify also needs to get their ass over and download a new Tool album, which is on, which is streaming now. Dude, 13 years to get this thing. It was worth every day. No way. What? Dude. There's a drum solo track. No, there's called not. Chocolate Chip Trip. It's pure drums? It, it, it starts off and it sounds like you're in Stranger Thing. It's this weird si- like sounds, and then this weird sound slowly turn into toms. 
and it no. goes into the craziest drum solo you've ever heard. Dude. You tried it yet? Tried to what? Play it. Hell nah. This guy's another level. Legit. What? You don't what? just try to play his drum solo. That's <laughs> Danny Carey, bro. You learned that one song for uh, um, <laughs> for the flannel band. Eat the flannel. <laughs> <laughs> I just brain farted and completely. <laughs> I was gonna eat your heart out. Sounds like eat your, eat your flannel, dude. <laughs> eat your flannel. Dude. Eat my shorts, bro. <laughs> Smells like flannel. I'm sorry. There's a big difference between the solo on 46 and 2 and a solo that's a solo. Okay. 46 2 is like a 32 bar solo. This is like four minutes. Holy cow, dude. <laughs> but uh Eat your heart, eat your flannel, dude. Eat your flannel out, Tony. <laughs> I got mixed up in my head, dude. Oh shoot. It's always on Modesto. And I eat my flannel. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in two weeks at the Red Room Theater. Boing! Oh, man, I turned this off. Hold on. Dumbass.